the Ain't No Fang podcast. From Arizona Sports, Ain't No Fang. Well, San Diego winter meetings are finally over, and lots of things have changed in the Major League Baseball world. Steve Zinsmeister alongside Cody Fincher on the Ain't No Fang podcast, getting you all caught up on everything happening with baseball. It's nice to be back. It is nice. We to haven't be back. done this in a while. I know. Our schedules have life, been hit or miss. Life. Um, also, really, there hasn't been a lot of D-backs news to go over. So that really hasn't uh, propelled us back into the studio. But here we are. We're back. <laughs> the winter meetings are over, and there's plenty to talk about. I kind of thought about starting with Diamondbacks stuff, but there's really not much. There is some that we can get into here, but uh, let's start with the big headlines, right? Because this is the winter meetings. This is where a lot of deals get done. All the GMs, all the front office people, agents, media, everybody in one place at the hotel trying to get stuff done. Let's start with the biggest headline, and we knew it was going to be the biggest headline going in. It was the biggest headline of the week. Aaron Judge, back to the Yankees, nine years, $360 million. Was it ever in doubt? Um, yeah, there was because of some false reporting. <laughs> oh, John Heyman. Poor John Heyman. What are you doing? I, I don't mean, I say don't, poor okay, John sorry. Heyman. I don't really feel sorry for him. But, no. So if you didn't see it, John Heyman tweeted, I think his tweet, it's deleted now, so I, I'd have to go find it like a picture of it or something, but he said like, looks like judge heading to San Francisco or whatever. And of course everyone was like, Holy crap. Well, it's happening. That's a it's, big deal. It's happening. Yeah. It's, it's the biggest free agent in this off season. Yeah. And then he deletes that tweet. First of all, he spelled Aaron wrong. He, he, he said arson judge classic. Um, and then, and then he deletes that tweet and said, sorry, giants haven't heard on judge yet. My apologies for jumping the gun. So I'm guessing an eight, whoever, I don't even know. I'm guessing it's Scott Boris because Scott Boris is everyone's agent, but I don't know who Aaron judge's agent is, but whoever his agent is probably, you know, maybe said, Hey, we're hearing some good things from San Francisco. It might be happening. And then John Heyman said, he's going to San Francisco. I'll bet they wanted to hear back from the Yankees. Cause you know, you probably sure. have the last right of refusal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they were waiting for one more deal from the Yankee one yeah. more offer. And so they told Heyman like, hey, things are looking good with San Francisco and he must've taken it a different way than they meant it because clearly the Yankees had the last opportunity to put more money on the table. And, and they did. They put over $40 million more on the table. Yeah, exactly. Aaron Judge uh, rejected their offer. I forget what it was before. Um, was it like a $300 million contract? I think it was in spring training that they, the Yankees offered him, and he said no. I thought it was 200 and 230 Was it that? I, I thought it remember. was 230 because he got like 130 more. Yeah, so he, yeah. he bets on himself. He goes out and hits 62 home runs. Yeah. And that's that worked out for him. It worked and out. And then he got an extra, I think it was an extra 2 years on his on the deal that the it's Yankees gotta, offered and like 140 million dollars more. It's got to be one of the greatest contract years in the history of the sport. Oh, people are getting paid left and right. Yeah. The top, Thanks the to top guys anyway, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, Aaron Judge, I mean, the Yankees had to bring Aaron Judge back. They couldn't let him leave. Th- that lineup without Aaron Judge in it is nothing special, to be honest. And you know what? I saw San Francisco at a time during the week when, you know, people were suspecting it might be possible he would go to San Francisco. Putting People putting out, this is what the Giants lineup would look like with Aaron Judge. Right. And, you know, he's right there in the middle, obviously. Sure, sure. But like it's like Mike Yastrzemski, uh Mitch Haniger now. Tyro Estrada. Yeah. 
this was even before the hand. Oh deal. yeah. And I was looking at it and I was thinking, aside from Aaron, that's Judge, not that great. It's not that great. <laughs> and I was like, are they beating the Dodgers? Probably not. He makes that, but like just throwing his name in there, it's like, all right, cool. it's a big deal. But at the same time, like I look at that Yankee lineup with him in the middle of it, and it's still dangerous. I looked at that Giants lineup with Aaron Judge. Not that dangerous. It, it didn't appear to He's me. He's dangerous, but the lineup's not. <laughs> yeah. So Aaron Judge, the biggest story in baseball, he goes back to New York. I've seen a lot of stuff about the potentially uh, him wearing the C, the captain C, which would be the first captain since Derek Jeter. But Derek Jeter didn't even have a C on his uniform. I don't think he did either. Jason Veritek did. It's kind of a... In Boston. It's kind, it's it's a title. It's more of a symbolic thing, There's, I guess, yeah. Are they going to have Derek Jeter come down with like a sword and like knight him? I don't, and, know. I don't know. Captain but, Judge, you must say the oath. He's saying all the right things, like I wanted to be a Yankee sure. all along. I'm which, sure he did. I mean, who doesn't... I mean, as, as, a, as a kid playing baseball, like who doesn't really... Who doesn't want to be a New York Yankee? Right. You know, I know you can't grow a beard, but... It's still one of the like premier uh, teams in all of sports. Who was the last great Yankee that they that was homegrown before Judge? Because that's the whole narrative now, right? Is that if you couldn't keep your oh, own, boy. if the Yankees of all teams that's can't keep their question. own homegrown player, is it Jeter? Like Jeter, Posada, Rivera? Rivera is definitely in the conversation. I mean, Pettit. Because I'm looking at their lineup now. Stanton's definitely not homegrown. Yeah. Uh, who else do I have on the list? We've got, um, let me think. Donaldson, definitely not. Isaiah Kinder-Falava, definitely not. Jose Trevino, definitely not. So I don't know, man. It's it's weird because Aaron Judge, he's the biggest story all along and he ends up going right back to New York. Yeah. Trey Turner goes to the East Coast. It was talked about all along that he potentially wanted to be on the East Coast rather than the West Coast. He ends up with the Phillies, 11 years, $300 million. Supposedly, there was more money on the table in San Diego, and he took the $300 million with the Phillies. Yeah, well, th- let's talk about the Padres for a second. They were in on everyone. I mean, they were in on Judge. They were seemed to be a finalist there. They were a finalist for Trey Turner. Um, they, they, were, they were looking to spend money. And they did eventually with Xander Bogarts. But yeah, Trey Turner, that's a huge signing for the Phillies, especially because Bryce Harper is going to miss a good chunk of time to begin the season because he's having Tommy John surgery. Um, I think they think he could come back a little earlier and be the DH, but playing right field and, you know, he can't throw the ball, so he can't play right field for a while. So that's going to be Castellanos out there again. But Trey Turner is one of the best all around players in baseball so that's a huge huge signing for philly a team that just went to the world series right they're adding to the world series team whereas i mean like you look at the dodgers right now they lose trey turner they could lose justin turner although i have a feeling that one might work out they lose cody bellinger who's been terrible lately but yeah. is still a former mvp um so there that plays a role in the whole nl west thing as well xander bogart's last night signs with the padres they did end up using that cash that they were looking to spend on judge and turner they flip it into xander bogart's presumably he'll be their shortstop and that makes tatis an outfielder when he gets back yeah which is going to be strange right is he just gonna i don't know how you can just plug him in center field does he play center or does he play left 
Trent Grisham just won a gold glove. Either center, didn't either he? way, I think he's going to play nominated. left or right because I think Profar is a free agent, so he's that position is vacant. You could also have Juan Soto be a DH because Juan Soto is not a good defender at all, even though True. he was a Gold Glove finalist, which was a joke. We went over that in a yeah. past episode, but um, yeah, it's just all of a sudden, like it was so it's so crazy because when Tatis burst onto the scene, you're like, oh my gosh, he's going to be this premier shortstop. And he's making all these leaping, diving, jumping plays at shortstop. And then all of a sudden, his shoulder has all these problems. Yeah. And he's not a good defender anymore. And then, so now they're just going to have to stick him in one of the outfield spots now that they have Xander Bogarts. So. Less throws. True. For Tatis. That's, True. that's what this really less, means. Less diving, less throwing. Yeah. I, I think it is a little weird that uh, at age, what is it, 29 or 30, Bogarts gets an 11 year contract. Yeah, he's going to be like 40, 40 years old. It's the Pujols effect. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, the first four years, he might be all right. 11 and then years, after that, 280 million. There are no opt outs in his contract. That's a reports, new trend. So. That's a new trend in these mega deals is that yeah. guys don't get opt out or they don't want opt outs. They yeah. want to be locked in for 10 plus years. Right. Jacob deGrom, earlier in the winter meetings, he signs with the Texas Rangers, obviously filling a uh, or creating a gap left in New York that's then fulfilled by Justin Verlander. Yeah. DeGrom gets five years, 185. That's wild for a guy who spends as much time injured as he does. And he's 34. He's going to be 39 by the end Verlander's of Verlander's in his late 30s. He gets two years, 86 from the Mets. Yeah. Now, we knew Steve Cohen was no, uh, he was not shy about signing big checks, but 44. Three million a year. Wow, that, that's nuts. And they're doing that with Verlander and Scherzer, who supposedly hate each other. By the way, that's they the new, hate each other. That's the new narrative going around. What? I don't know if I buy it. 100%. Well, that's going to have to change. That well, you know, I mean, I don't know about hate, but there was a definitely a big rivalry with Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling right. in their own rotation. It just made those guys even better. They're both such big alpha pitchers and they they've been on the same team before yeah they were Tigers. both in detroit well that's where the narrative comes from is supposedly they, like they didn't other. like each other in detroit <laughs> okay all right well remember back then there were like five aces on that detroit team yeah and still david price was on that team too <laughs> right and i think rick porcello jordan zimmerman yeah is he in that mix too yeah so anyway anibal sanchez verlander fills that gap left by Degrom. uh really the only Big, big name that I can think of. I, I guess there's two. Carlos Correa is the biggest. Yeah. He has a shot at $300 million. Only two guys, by my math, have gotten $300 million. That's Judge and Turner. Mm-hmm. I think Correa could get $300 million if he finds a home. Problem is, he signed a one-year deal with the Twins last year. Yeah. Which was interesting. And he maintained his value, I would argue. But at the same time, is he going to get a 10-year deal? Um, I don't know about a 10-year deal. I mean, if Xander Bogarts, though, is getting an 11-year deal, maybe he does. But maybe he wants to keep his options open again, like he did with the Twins. Who knows? But That would seem pretty dumb. If you can get a 10-year deal and you take my, like one or two, that seems dumb. My first thought when the Dodgers lost Trey Turner to the Phillies, I'm like, okay, are they just going to go after Correa? And then there was this article, I think it was on, I don't remember what website it was on, either ESPN or Sports Illustrated, I can't remember. But basically... The report in that article, or maybe it was The Athletic, the the report in whatever article it was, was that the Dodgers are hesitant to pursue Carlos Correa because he was on the 2017 Astros. Right. And they don't know how he would be received by the fan base. Yeah. For the most part. And... um. 
That's an interesting point because, like, you know, you figure, like, oh yeah, you beat my team and your team cheated, but you're still really good, so help us, you know. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it isn't going to be that way. I, maybe, maybe now the Dodgers turn to Dansby Swanson. They could. I mean, he'd be much cheaper. I mean, he's still going to make a decent amount of money. Obviously, he's still going to make over a hundred million dollars, but. I mean, he's still a pretty good shortstop. They don't have one, really. I mean, I don't know what the Dodgers would do. Gavin with, Lux. But Gavin Lux is not a good defensive player. He's not yeah. good defensively. Not a great um, offensive player no, yet, either. So I, they have to get somebody. My thought process, and this is going looking projecting to next year, too, but my process would be, or with, was thinking, like, Shohei Otani is a free agent next year. Yes, are the Dodgers just going to plug someone in, plug their lineup, plug their pitching staff for this year? They're still going to be good. They're the Dodgers. And then throw all of their chips in on the Shohei Otani sweepstakes that, next year. They could do that. They could. So, um, but yeah, I, I I don't know what I don't know where Correa goes now. I mean, the Twins are still an option. The Twins, option. I guess so. The Giants, I mean, they were in on Judge and haven't really done anything major is, other than Hanniger. Is Brandon Crawford still a giant. He's still there. Is he I don't still know under contract? A... Because, like, are you, I mean, I, obviously it's Carlos Correa, and he's way better than Brandon Crawford is now. But like, yes, Brandon Crawford is. You know, he's one of he's one of your guys. He's he's a San Francisco guy. He's been there through all the championships. Like, yes. do you really are you going to move positions? You're going to move off the short. I would. Are you going to move Correa maybe to third? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's a good comp, but I grew up in Dallas. You know, watching great years of Michael Young, who played for a long time, played shortstop, and then eventually along comes Elvis Andrews, and they asked him to move to second base, and then Ian Kinsler. And they ask him to move to third base, and then Adrian Beltre, and they ask him to move to first base. I he mean, did like, all of it. He did it all. Now they didn't win championships sure. in the way that you know we're talking about with sure. the Giants, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I think you play the better player, and I think that should always be the standard. Um, so how does this impact the Diamondbacks? Uh, you and I talked on uh, on Saturday's show on ninety eight seven about Miguel Castro. They bring him in. Yeah. That's a, a power pitcher, but the numbers aren't going to look great if you look at it. He's got an ERA around four. His yeah. whip's around 1.45. His his contract is interesting, too, because he has incentives if he finishes 40 games or more this season. So that may be an option for him to be the closer. I don't know. I know he throws hard, um, and he's young, which is nice. He's young. Hey, hey, a younger relief pitcher under 30. Woohoo. Bonus. Um, so, yeah, they still have a lot of work to do, I feel like, in the bullpen. Um, also traded for Carlos Vargas. They did. Not a huge name, Ian, but a guy who throws hard. Ian Kennedy is gone. He was he was not uh, given a contract. Mark Melanson is still here. One be- more year. On one that more deal. year for Mark Melanson. I don't think you can have him be the closer again. You just can't. You can't do it. Um, Joe Mantiply is still here in the bullpen, the lone all star for the team last year. But yeah, they have a lot of they have a lot of holes to fill in that bullpen. Um, the the impact that yesterday had on the D backs was apparently they were interested in Xander Bogarts for how much and how how many years we don't know. Yeah, the word interested. I suppose could have several connotations. I mean, well, did they just check in and see like what's it going to take, and then they got yeah. the number and they were like, "Nope, not well, for us." At first, it was in a uh, uh, an article from Jeff Passan on ESPN where he is talking about Xander Bogarts, and he mentions teams interested. And I think it was you know the Red Sox, obviously, is where he was. Sure, the Diamondbacks, the Cubs, right. and a, I think a couple others. And All I'm the like, teams that need. And I'm sides. like the Diamondbacks, really? I mean, to be fair. 
if you're not checking in on guys, you're not doing your job if you're Mike Hazen. Right. Obviously, they have the relationship with Xander Bogarts from the bo- their Boston days, uh, Hazen and Amiel Sade. They probably helped draft him or sign him or whatever. Um, so there's that relationship there with, with Xander Bogarts. And we don't know if there was any offer made or if they just called Scott Boris. Um, there was the whole Scott Boris saying that Xander Bogarts is not moving positions. He's going to be a shortstop. And, of course, the Diamondbacks have Jordan Lawler coming up at shortstop, hopefully in the next year or so, um, if, barring anything unforeseen. So this it, it would have been a weird fit. You would have had to have someone move positions, either Lawler or Bogarts, and I think the Diamondbacks want Lawler to stick at shortstop. So it would have been Bogarts moving to second or third base, and then then you have the situation. I'm not saying like the D backs are set and they shouldn't do anything. But then you have, you know, if you move him to second, what do you do with Cattell? If you move him to third, what do you do with Josh Rojas? Right. You know, so um, there's all that situation too. Um, it would have been a good problem to have. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, I think you and I were under this impression all along that the Diamondbacks, according to John Gambadoro, have been looking to add 20 to 25 million in payroll this year compared to last year. Um, I don't know where that number stands. I think they're plus 10 right now from last year's team in total commitments for 2023. But if you're looking to add 20 to 25, he just got 11 years, 280 million. That's 25 and a half. Yeah, just on one guy. You would have been blowing the entire increase in payroll on one guy. When you still need, the Diamondbacks still need, like I said, upgrades at bullpen in their bullpen they still need an upgrade in their starting rotation as well they do um you can't go into next year with matt if you want to compete and win more games you can't have madison bumgarner being your number three starter it's just that's just not what you should you should have happening um and the reality is they're still bogged down a bit by his contract they're also bogged down by nick ahmed making 10 million dollars next year when he hasn't really played any baseball. So we'll see what happens with Nick Ahmed. I don't know if he's going to be released or if they're trying to maybe tr- trade him somewhere. I don't know. But or, I don't know who's going to take him. Or do you try to just piece just together it out? one more season with you, do, Ahmed do, do you, and Perdomo? Do you just ride it out with Ahmed until Lawler is ready to come up and then that's it? Presumably, if he's on a similar track as Corbin Carroll was, he'll be up Lawler could be up in September. Year. Yeah. And, and at, you try to get him a month at, with big league guys. And at that point... Do you just DFA Nick Ahmed because you've already paid him the majority of his contract I this mean, year? Depending on how he's playing, but yeah. Well, I mean, if he comes back and he's hitting two fifty, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe. That's so sad that that's like, oh my gosh, it'd be his. I know that that, um, that seems to be the bottom line at this point. But because the whole intrigue of Nick Ahmed and the reason for keeping him was he is a platinum Glover at shortstop, but he's not that anymore. He's not. Well, we don't know. He didn't play. <laughs> yeah, but he's had that wrist problem, or I think it was his wrist, or his elbow, you know, his elbow on in his throwing arms. That's that's not great. Um, so, yeah, they're bogged down by a couple contracts that are, are not great. But, um, but yeah, they still need, they still need um, to upgrade a few positions. I think, and there wasn't a lot of trades at this winter meetings. There was, like, no trades. There was a couple minor ones that, you know, whatever. Brooks Raley to the Mets. Yeah. yeah, great. Well, that that would have been a reliever I would have liked. But. I think that the D-backs are going to be more involved in the trade market. Yeah, I was listening to Burns and Gambo and, and Gambo talking about this on the air. And he said that they've gotten a couple calls, the D-backs, about Alec Thomas, yep. Dalton Varsho. Sure. And apparently they're asking for, you know, the sun, the moon, the stars for those guys. And obviously they should be. 
because Alec Thomas is a young defensive phenom, and hopefully his offense comes around. Dalton Varsho was, you and I have talked about Dalton Varsho. He's probably your best all-around offensive player last year. Him or Christian Walker. Yeah, but even Walker didn't have a great batting average. No. I mean, Varsho, and he, Varsho is up for a gold glove in right field. Um, and a utility player one, apparently. Uh, <laughs> and also, Varsho can catch. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he doesn't. So, listen, if you're going to trade one of your four left handed hitting outfielders, so that's, that's your surplus, so that's right? Carroll, Corbin Carroll, Jake McCarthy, Alec Thomas, and Dalton Varsho. Remember, they also traded for Kyle Lewis. True. So, if you're going to trade one of those four lefties, it's not Corbin Carroll. I mean, he's the top prospect in baseball. He's one of the biggest up and coming no, players. Your, you're he's, not moving him. He's a big core piece of your. You future have core. to find out what he is. I think. Uh, I don't think if you're if it's me, I'm not moving Varsho because he's the only one either. of the four that's actually established. He's played at the major leagues for a couple of years yeah. now. He can play all three positions in the outfield. Yeah, he can play catcher. He's pretty good. Off, I mean, defensively, like you said, up for a gold glove or up for two gold gloves, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, basically. I'm not moving Varsho, so that leaves either McCarthy or Thomas. My opinion, I'm moving Thomas if I can get a good deal for him. Yeah. Because I know that somebody's going to fall in love with his defense, and his defense is great, by the way. Offense hasn't come around yet, and I think that if you move Corbin Carroll to center field, you don't lose much in the defense category. Yeah. On the, on the flip side, just to play devil's advocate, I think it's kind of unfair a little bit to say Alec Thomas's offense hasn't come around. He's only Not he yet. was only in the majors this year. Like right. this was his first year in the majors. So and then he went back down to AAA and was lighting it up. So that's a good point. Um, that's a great point. But I kind of agree with you. I if and and according to Gambo, when I was listening to that portion of their show, he said that if they trade one of those guys, it's not going to be for prospects. No. They're done with that. No, 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 no. It's going to be for an everyday, hopefully all-star caliber player. I think what they're going to end up doing, they're going to have to trade for a starting pitcher. I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to trade for a starting pitcher. Uh, I don't know about the bullpen. I think we're going to see a couple more one-year well, deals. Don't move a star outfielder. No, for, a for not for unless piece. it's a part of a package. But yeah, I don't know who's out there even bullpen to trade. I don't know. Liam um, Hendricks apparently. Yeah, Liam Hendricks there. is apparently they're. Getting, he's fifteen the White Sox, million a year. That the White happening. Sox are getting calls on him, but he's a little. I think he's too expensive a little bit for the Diamondbacks uh, for what they do yeah. uh, in their bullpen. But I think I think they're going to trade from some of their outfield depth um, for a starting pitcher. I think that's what's going to happen there. Well, I think too. One of the other headlines we saw, and a player that I was maybe a little bit surprised that the Diamondbacks were interested in, is they've checked in on Sean Murphy. Yes. He was the catcher, one of the better catchers in baseball, and, an all-around guy in Oakland. Yeah. And Oakland moves off of everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, I mean, death, taxes, Oakland trading Oakland all good trading baseball trading their good <laughs> um, So Sean Murphy's out there. Obvious, There are obvious fits. The Astros have been looking for a catcher, you know, basically since uh, since Jason Castro, it feels like. Who just um, retired, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he did. Also, um, the D-backs have been linked to uh, free agent catcher Christian Vasquez. Sure. Well, those are the only two good catchers out there. Yeah. Tucker Barnhart is a free agent. That's not a so great name. It seems like the D-backs are wanting to upgrade their catching position. And yeah. they should. Yeah. I mean, they. I think you have to do, and Mike Hazen has been saying at the winter meetings, they're going to do everything possible to make their team better. They're going to go down every avenue and whatever. So, yeah, their catching position last year was not great. Rough. Car- Carson Kelly had a horrible year. A really, really bad year. And then Jose Herrera wasn't good. Um, Varsho just, he can't be asked to play catcher too much. Yeah. He just can't. 
Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think upgrading catcher seems to be something they're interested in. What does it cost to get Sean Murphy? Probably, Probably going to have to amount. be one of those outfielders we Probably. About. So, yeah, maybe that's, you know, the, the all-star caliber player they're talking about. But who knows? I, I think if you're going to trade for one of those outfielders, it should be for a controllable, a good starting pitcher. The Diamondbacks are still talking about the potential of getting a right-handed bat. I know we talked about Kyle Lewis. They added him in the outfield. They might look to add another outfield right-handed bat. They might look to add a corner infield. There's been a lot of talk about Evan Longoria, um, who has been in San Francisco the last few years. Um, That makes sense. I think a lot uh, more teams are emerging for Longoria, but at first it was three teams. I can't remember the other two, but the Diamondbacks were one of them, and a big reason for that was because he has a home here in Arizona. And, of course, spring training is out here. He and his family like Arizona. So, I mean, that could be their right-handed hitting corner corner infielder. He can play both first and third. Um, So maybe that's a good option. Um, It's not – that's not going to, like – Get you a bunch of more wins or anything, but it's a serviceable bat. My final thoughts on the winter meetings in total. It just feels to me, especially before last night's Bogert's deal with San Diego, it feels to me like there was a gold rush in the West that was about to happen Mm -hmm. because of the fact that the Padres were in on Judge and Turner didn't get him. Obviously, ended up getting Bogert's. The Giants were in on Judge. They haven't done anything significant other than. Mitch Haniger, yeah, but they also lost Carlos Rodon. So yeah. do they go back and get him again? Um, so the Giants apparently have room to spend. The Dodgers have only lost pieces, as we talked about: Trey Turner, possibly Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger. Yeah, uh, they're going to be without Walker Bueller this coming season. So, but the Dodgers also have a peculiar situation with Trevor Bauer, where they're waiting to find out if that suspension is going to be lifted or not, and they might be on the hook for a hundred million. <laughs> yeah. For him, oh boy, and not have gotten any production out of him the last two years. So there's it's, a lot of it's questions. Been nice in the NLS. to see the Dodgers not do anything and lose players. That's been nice. Yeah, that just, has been a nice little boost to this. And then reality sets in that oh yeah, they have a ton of really good minor oh, leaguers yeah. to step Crap. up. All their minor leaguers are probably going to be all stars. Great, yeah, like they've got Outman, they've got and they're Vargas, pro- and they're probably got... going to be a top suitor for Shohei Otani next year. Yeah, they've they've got Yay. everything. They've got everything. In but the yeah, their hands. I think the Diamondbacks. I think they're going to be in on the trade market. I think that's what we're going to see. I don't okay. think we're going to see a big splash in free agency at this point. But I think that's fair. I mean, I've been wrong about that before, so who knows? Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I, I think you'll see an, an addition or two to the lineup, and then definitely. Uh, continued focus on pitching both starting and relief all right well that's going to do it for the winter meetings wrap up uh hopefully there will be big news in the next couple of weeks but who knows we'll have it all here for you on the ain't no thing podcast i'm steve zinsmeister alongside cody fincher it is the ain't no thing podcast which you are listening to here at arizonasports.com and on the arizona sports app